Forgiveness takes energy. And so the challenge is, if we don't forgive ourselves, that gets in the way of us getting better. We do have this innate value, and if we can recognize that, then we won't have these broken outputs or even broken relationships because we're living from authenticity. The truth is, is that we get hurt in relationships and we heal in relationship. And so the way this gets better is to have connection. I am thrilled to have a licensed therapist to speak to the problems of our inner working, the things that we deal with and we call our friends and say, am I crazy? Jason can actually tell us maybe we are a little crazy and maybe it's a good thing. Now, Jason, I don't know if you know this or not, but I really feel like God put something on both of our hearts at the same time to have a female voice and a fe and a male voice. So I have a book called Break Up With What Broke You. And you have a book that we're talking about called Get Past Your Past. First and foremost, this is something really applicable if we both felt it, this nuance unraveling of our past. What led you to talk about it in this book and why is it prevalent to what you're seeing today as a licensed therapist? Well, I mean, I think, uh, first of all, just thank you for having me on. You know, this is part of my own story. So what led me here uh, was that I went through this process and then becoming a clinician, I have worked with lots and lots of people and really seen them go through something similar. I mean, we all have unique stories and yet there are also some themes and patterns. And so my thought process was like, who really doesn't need this book? And, and yes, yeah, probably what you thought too is like, I think everybody needs to deal with that stuff because it affects who we are today. Yeah, that's a good point. And I honestly think that makes it more of a approachable topic because past and shame and brokenness can feel like I don't want to touch that. I don't want to label myself. But I love that you're saying this is something we all deal with because we're in a fallen world because of the things we experience. Now, how have you seen clients inhibited and hurt by their past? And why do you think it is essential that we deal with it? Or what can we actually uncover when we do this inner working in this hard journey, if we want to call it what it is? Yeah. Yeah. It is tough work, but it's worth it. Um, I think the challenge is if, if we have had experiences or an upbringing that didn't teach us maybe the best way to go about doing things, the difficulty is we tend to apply what we've learned even in new situations. And so I know for myself and for clients, what I'll see is that they will grow up in a situation where it really wasn't healthy. And so there were a bunch of rules or norms or things that they adhered to that actually don't work other places, right? And so it's like, well, this is just what we do. And we never really know it's not normal until we meet somebody else and they say, hey, that's not normal. Um, and so if we're not careful, we just keep bringing those rules and those systems and applying it to our daily life. And if that's broken, we continue the cycle of brokenness. I mean, it reminds me of hurt people hurt people. Often it's cliche, but it's true. Yeah. How many times would you say that people are actually hurt without realizing it? Meaning just hurt by other people or that they actually have baggage from their past they're carrying? Probably the latter, that they have things, like you're saying, those broken mindsets or ideas that they don't even realize are broken. Yeah, I think a lot of times. I mean, I, I think the importance is that we stop and we look at it and we're intentional. And many people don't do that until there's a really significant problem. And so a lot of people kind of just push that away until there's a crisis. And then in that crisis, they begin to evaluate some of this stuff. But without the crisis, a lot of times we're just acting on what we've learned. And so we don't even realize, to your point, that we've been hurt because we haven't stopped to think about it or stopped to think about 
maybe where some of these voices in our head or these rules have actually come from. Yeah, I like how you say it in the book too, that you say, we begin to believe that we're not worth anything because we're broken, that it's better to drive ourselves until we can't drive anymore rather than put in the effort to make ourselves better. And to the point you're saying, I believe that brokenness is widely attributed to shame. We feel some of those interactions or events in our lives where we don't know why it's leading to this feeling of brokenness. And I've even found through my own healing journey and later research I've done of thinking, oh, that makes sense that shame puts on this mold of a persona of I have to act this way, I have to cover it up and not act like I'm broken. But how can someone break out of that, um, I think that comfort of not dealing with it and this idea that they think that they have to um, just be a person that people want to be around. They have to be a people pleaser. And how can they actually embrace their authentic self? Yeah, I think we have to we have to decide, um, one, to do the hard work. You know, you mentioned that. And I think that is the challenge is, do you, do you want to look at it? Because it, it will be painful. It'll be, I think, very rewarding, but there will be some challenge there. And then who do I find where I don't have to do that? And what does that feel like? And I think we've all had those people in our life where we just didn't have to perform for them, right? Like we could just be ourselves for better or for worse, and they just created space for us to exist. And so I think when we're trying to find that authentic self, that's where we start is like, where where do I go where I don't have to be anything? And how much different is that person than my day-to-day life? Hmm. So what are some, going off that question, what are some indicators that someone could self-evaluate? Maybe I'm not living from a place of authenticity. Yeah. Is it a lot of hard work every day? Right. So do you find yourself having to kind of talk yourself into going about your life? Do you find yourself doing a lot of things that you don't want to do? Do you find yourself saying things that at times you're like, I can't believe that I just said that? Do you find yourself living in discomfort? And not really understanding why. And do you find yourself in a pattern that just continues despite it's broken? That's really good. And I think that's something that is really achievable too for anyone listening. Like just take that time. Uncomfortable as we're saying it may be, it's very worth the the effort to put into find I really want to be an authentic person. I want to be a whole person. Now you also write in the book that you say brokenness isn't about your value. They're not equal. How do you define or separate this idea of, or even the understanding of knowing where you're getting your value from? Yeah, I think um, if we're faith people, our value is just built in, right? And so I think the really good news about that is like, that's not really something that's up for negotiation. It just is. I think what's tough though, is if we've had you know trauma or woundedness in our past, uh, that's hard to trust. That's hard to believe, right? Because maybe we've had a lot of experience in our life that that say like, actually love is pretty conditional. And so it's hard to imagine that we, we could get love and be loved for who we are just as we are. And so I think when I work with people, the, the first step that I really want to help them see is that, you know, if, if they're from a faith background, like that is available to them if they'll let that in. And that's challenging sometimes because if we've been wounded, it feels really risky to do that. And yet if we don't, we struggle to earn I think that's really good. And even highlighting the fact today, trauma, I think is a heightened word, but even there are these ideas of maybe it wasn't a traumatic event or maybe not a negative event, but it still impacted the way you saw your value. Like for me, I come from two parents that are firstborns and I'm the firstborn. 
So achievement, working hard are amazing qualities. But I realized at one point I'm putting my value in how much I'm doing and getting to a place of burnout where I'm not working from my value, but I'm always striving for it. And it felt like a loop of sorts of this is a hamster wheel I can't get off of. And I think what you talk about is beautiful and the fact that we do have this innate value. And if we can recognize that, then we won't have these broken outputs or even broken relationships because we're living from authenticity. And you also wrote, I'm just, I'm highlighting the quotes because I think they're so good and I want people to hear a little bit of the book so they can go and get it. But you say, maybe there are things in your life that you really need to change, but there are also things you don't need to change. Regardless, you are valuable no matter what. Have you seen without, again, sharing names, I know I respect your practice, but has sure. there been a story from a patient or something within your practice that you can share to listeners now that shows this turning point of when we realize our authenticity, how our lives change? Yeah. I mean, there's been so many stories and stories from all walks of life. I mean, I think sometimes we imagine that the people we're talking about, you and I right now, are, are like somebody else who's really struggling. But but I can tell you, like I've worked to people that people would aspire to be and they still have this stuff. So so kind of the first thing I'd just say is um, we we all deal with this in some way. And, and then the second thing is that uh, when we have those moments where we really see that we have that value, what's interesting is most of the people who love us best are like, hey, I've been telling you that for a long time. Hey, I saw that in you. Um, and so for me, what's really amazing is I get to walk alongside people who are making that decision. And I get to be the guy that says, um, I know how you think it sounds. I know who you think you are. But let me show you a mirror that reflects who you actually are. And I think that that mirror is is like, actually, that's God, right? Is, is that's like, well, this is how God sees you. And so with that, how does this feel? And, and I think when we see ourselves that way, it's just a lot less work. We're not so exhausted. We don't have to perform. And it's easy to know where we stand. What would your advice be to someone that is stuck in a perfectionist loop? Um, no advice. I'm a perfectionist. And so I haven't figured that one out yet. Uh, but when I do, I will let you know and I'm reading a book about it. Um, no, I think I think the thing is, is like, uh, why am I doing this? I mean, the question at the end of the day is, what is this really about? And who is asking me to do it? I think the challenge is sometimes the thing that's driving that perfectionism, that voice in our head, isn't even our voice. Sometimes it's a caregiver's voice. Sometimes it's a teacher that we had or a coach or it's somebody else. It's a past relationship. And so the question is, if I'm driving this hard, driving. Who is asking me to do that? And is it in my best interest? That's a neat way to look at it. I was listening to Brene Brown the other day, which I have to preface if you're listening. She has some great insights, but she also has um, colorful language, we'll call it. <laughs> I like that. It is colorful. Yeah. She said something that was um, pinpointing for me that perfectionism can be linked to shame. And I just thought, yeah, that makes total sense because why do I feel like if I'm not perfect, that it's this uh, mountain crumbling experience? But she also noted that we can strive for excellence without sh thinking we have to be perfect. So in this journey of getting past your past, uh, embracing your future, what would you say is um, kind of like green flags? Like this is a good indication that you're on the path of healing and moving forward. 
Yeah, and this is going to be an interesting one that is maybe going to throw some people off. Uh, but a great green flag is when you have cringeworthy moments and reflections on the past. So when you look at your past behavior and you're like, oh, was that me? That's actually a wonderful sign because it means you're growing. Because it would only be in growth that you'd look back and wish you'd done it differently. And so I see a lot of people have that experience and they translate that into something to be guilty or ashamed about. And it stalls them out when the truth is like that is a wonderful sign to see that you would want to do it differently because that indicates growth. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with that. And I feel like I would have some of those moments when I was still in a loop of shame and it would get to the point of, well, I can't deal with this and shut down. But as I started to be able to think why and how do I move past that, that was my learning curve to, um, as I like to say, breaking up with what broke me. But you're talking about forgiving ourselves. Sometimes, as you mentioned earlier, it is an actual event that happened in our life. How important is forgiveness in our journey? And difficult as it may be, why is it necessary? Not even for the person, if it is a situation, but also for ourselves. I think because forgiveness takes energy. And so the challenge is, if we don't forgive ourselves, that gets in the way of us getting better. If we don't forgive other people, that's something we have to carry around. And so both things get in the way of our progress. And both things are about our woundedness and staying in that space. And so when I talk with people, they will often seek other people's forgiveness first. Uh, but the challenge is that if we don't forgive ourselves, we're not going to feel inclined to do the work. I very rarely met with anyone who was unwilling to forgive themselves and made a lot of progress towards personal development. It just can't really be done because when we're deciding to stay in that place of guilt and shame about who we are, there's not much left to do. We just get stuck. And so something I'll talk to people about um, is what that might look like to forgive themselves. And a lot of times they look at me probably like I looked at others when they suggested it to me. Like they're crazy. Like, well, why would I? But you don't know this, but you didn't do what I do or you haven't seen what I've. I'm the outlier. Yeah. And maybe you are, you know, everybody wants to be a unicorn, but we're not. Um, and, and so uh, what would it look like to lay that down and not have to carry it around anymore? This might be a little off from what you particularly write about, but it makes me think of a fence as well. Do, how does a fence play into our past and our brokenness? Offense meaning like if we've been offended or? Yeah. Or maybe if it's even to the point of trigger. So I feel like sometimes, um, at least in what I've seen people can be broken and it happened from a place that's an inner working but then it also manifests into offense or even a blaming to so where they can't get to the real root of what's going on and it being quite frank i've had moments where i've been offended and it's valid but it does nothing to help me in my growth and in becoming better so um as a licensed therapist diagnose me how do we get past offense <laughs> why do we need perfect to? um okay well i'm gonna bill your copay now so that's great um here's what i'll tell you being offended is really signaling that a wound has been bumped into and so that that is important information and it is easier to feel anger than it is to feel hurt and so when we feel offended oftentimes that's because it's our knee-jerk reaction to a wound which is to be protective and to be angry and to push others away so we don't bump into it again. The reality is that often if we look underneath that, it's about pain and sadness. People 
if you have been offended, you have been hurt, you feel like you need to do forgiveness, I wouldn't encourage anyone listening to, to really take this to heart. It's not a pointing a finger at you because you are the bad person, you are the unicorn, but it's helpful in becoming your best self. Now, a lot of the women that listen to this podcast are single women wanting to meet their spouse. I like to say that marriage is not the end all be all. It doesn't fix all your problems when you get married one day. But we do want to, the best we can, approach marriage with, I know who I am. I've done the inner workings. Uh, I'm ready to commit to someone in, in offering the best that I am at this stage that I possibly can be. So in getting past our past, can you validate the idea that what we go through, we bring into our relationships if we don't heal with them? Yeah, I would say even if we heal from it, we bring it in, right? Because we are all of those collective experiences. We may deal with that differently, but we still bring that into our relationship. And that's who we are authentically is we, you know, changing, you know, the past and getting past it is, is not about having a different past because we can't do that. It's about changing our relationship to it. And so I think no matter what, we bring that into our relationship, but that can be a connection point or a division point. And that part's up to us, right? We get to decide what we do with that. Um, and just for whatever it's worth, you know, my marriage saved, it cured everything for me. That was just, I, I got married and then everything was perfect. I'm kidding you. We do think that sometimes, right? We think if I could just find this, and that's often trauma talking and woundedness that just says there's one solution that'll make this better because we want that so badly. But the truth is, is that we get hurt in relationships and we heal in relationship. And so the way this gets better is to have connection. No, I don't know if anyone said that on this podcast before that that can be linked to trauma. So thank you for sharing that. Um, thank you for being the bad guy for me. Maybe I should say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last question. And I think this will, will do well to pair with the last one is, can you discuss the importance of self-compassion and self-acceptance, not in a way that puts a Band-Aid over what we're going through, but actually helps us journey um, to overcome our past and past brokenness. I think we need to have kindness for self and others. And it's often really easy to give that to everyone else and really hard to give to ourselves. But if we don't give that to ourselves, that kindness and that grace, we're, we're really staying stuck. Um, people largely do not change long-term uh, because of shame or guilt, right? When we put ourselves down, that usually doesn't create lasting change. My experience in working with lots of different people and and even, you know, people coming out of prison is that the people who make changes are the people who have compassion and kindness for themselves because they have something to build on. If you don't believe you have something to build on, it's really tough to get started. And so when I talk to people, I'll say, you know, if we're going to learn all this stuff to basically beat ourselves up with it, what is the purpose? There's not a lot of purpose, right? So if we want to take this journey of healing and getting better, let's use it to build something beautiful. I love that you put that that way. We don't just want another beating stick. If you are experiencing shame, you likely have beat yourself up way more than you need to. So let's embrace these things so that we can have that that confidence and that peace. Like you were saying, every day shouldn't be a trial or a marathon. Um, like I think of the rest of your his yoke is easy. And I believe that's a manner in which he wants us to live when we're relying on him. This has all been great, amazing wisdom. And my heart is very much for people to move on past their past, to live in the fullness. And so I applaud you and thank you for also writing on this topic. 
Now, the book is called Get Past Your Past, How Facing Your Broken Places Leads to True Connection. Can you tell everyone either where they can get the book or where they can learn more or connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm on social media. Uh, I do daily tips on Instagram and TikTok, uh, jason.vanruler. And then the book is found anywhere books are sold, Amazon, Target, Barnes & Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jason. And thank you for wishing people well and showing them how to heal and have true connection.